Good evening, everybody. I'm Jason. This is Savage Mind Podcast. This is episode three, and I am a little bit more behind than I had planned on being, but I'm feeling good. It is a beautiful, it was a beautiful weekend. It's a beautiful day. Uh, a little bit of overcast. I don't know what part of the United States you're in, if you're tuning in, or what part of the world. If you live in Texas, especially North Texas, then you know we had some 70 to 75 degree, degree last couple of days. And uh, anyone that knows me knows that is my type of weather. Uh, we Spring is, it is March 2nd. Spring is right around the corner. Matter of fact, we're about to spring forward at the end of the week. And I myself is super stoked about that. Um, I feel as though I get more done when it doesn't get dark at five o'clock. I feel like my mood is better. I feel like my energy level is better. You know, it just can, it produces endorphins, the serotonin in your, in your, in your brain. It's, it's, it's everything. I don't think that people, some people don't fully understand that. And, uh, I think a lot of people say that they really like to see winter time come, and there are those people out there who who like that time of year. Uh, you know, hey, I want cappuccinos, and I'm ready for coffee. I'm ready for furry boots, and I'm ready for warm clothing. And you know, to me, it says it's a whole bunch of staying in the house. I only can watch so much TV. I really don't like watching that much TV. I get less done outside. For me. I work. I love to work out outdoors, and it means I get outdoors less. To me, the way I translate springing forward is loosely a little bit of math here. I figure you get about <clears throat> hour, hour and a half back when you spring forward forward per day, uh, and after you figure that's I don't know what seven, ten hours at the end of the week. And I think when we get into summertime, it doesn't get dark till about eight thirty or close to nine o'clock in the in the evening. Then you get a couple hours back. Do the math on that. You're talking, you're talking ten, fourteen hours a week of daylight. More to do outside. More to do with your family. If if, if you're like me and you like to work out outdoors and be outdoors. To me, I feel like everything is better outside. Uh, I had a friend tell me one time when we was kids, he goes, you know, man, I never remember the best day of staying in the house. And I thought about that. Even if you remember your favorite, one of your favorite movies or some fun things you did with your friend or some other fun activities in the house. <laughs> but then again, that, that's for another, that's for another episode. And you don't have to do that inside the house either. You can do that nearly anywhere. But again, that's for another episode and, uh, uh, over 18 audience but to me i'm like this it's it just changes your mood you know uh uh, you don't have to bundle up as much i can get more done i i prefer to get my workouts outdoors barbecuing to me also as well um one of the things i tell people is this, this i'm just speaking for myself but i feel like i'm speaking for a lot of people that may have not really thought about this especially if you live in Texas or any of the warm states, all of the fun activities happen during the spring and summer. Uh, swimming, whether it's a pool, whether it's a lake, whether it's a river, whether it's a creek, whatever you like to do with fishing, if it's 
you know, if you if you ski, if you if you uh, like to go out on your boat, if you like to go for runs or bike rides on the if you ride a motorcycle, you know, working in your yard. Um, to I at my age, I will do this in as long as my body and mind and I will allow me to do so. I will never get too damn old for a water park. Water parks aren't open in winter, obviously. I never outgrow that shit, man. I love going to a water park. I love diving boards. I love slides. And, you know, man, to me, there's nothing to being around some water with some great people, cranking some tunes out, throwing some throwing down on the grill, cold beverages, my preference, cold beer, and having a good time with great people, man, and not having no drama or stress. And and you can't do that during the winter. Of course you can have some you can have some build some fires and you know if you have a fire pit and you can do you, there are things to do. You know, people like to snow ski and people like to snowboard and you know, things like that. They like to uh go in the mountains and we had our first visit this last Christmas uh with that for for myself, even at my age. The first time I had been anywhere like that, really, because I don't really go to anywhere cold. That's not really vacation to me most of the time, but it was a beautiful place and it was a great experience. Maybe we'll do it again in the springtime or summer, but uh, it's, it's way too much cold for me and it's way too much indoors for me. That's what I say. I only can do so much indoors. I try to do everything I can outdoors. To me, going inside is to sleep, watch TV, you know, to it, it's necessity. Like it's the priority for for me is to be outside. So I am gonna. I was gonna do another. I had another podcast scheduled for this episode, <clears throat> and I really wanted to talk about one. Uh, my you know, not necessarily the time change coming up, but the. Uh, I just got off of a half marathon, and I wanted to talk about my love for exercise, working out, and running, and what it means to me and how it helps me. I, I may or may not be able to fit it all in this episode, so I wanted to change gears, and I, I just postponed what I was going to do on this episode, and I'm going to move that to another one, and whatever subject that is, we'll talk about it later, and uh, I was just, one of the things... One of the many things I say, again, because a lot of things fit universally, is, you know, when it comes to this type of weather, is I just think I can, you know, hey man, I love seeing the, I love seeing the ladies in their boots and their leggings. I, I, there's no secret about that. I totally dig it. I love the outfits. Stuff like that. I, I just think there's only so much cappuccino and movie watching and making food that you can do. I mean, I love food. I love beer. I, I love good movies. But I, I just think it's a mood changer being outside. And I think that it it has a lot to do with people's depression. I think it has a lot to do with people's anxiety. And I, I look at things I've really dissected and diagnosed myself and figured out without medication. And one of that is working out outdoors and running. And, and I wanted to talk about that. So I just had 
finished that cat the Cowtown half marathon just yesterday. And I haven't did a lot of these. I haven't did near as many as I planned to. I have done different races over the years and I have probably done about a third of things I had planned. I'm actually doing more now in, at my age in my forties than I did when I was younger. I think I was in a different place then. And I think I probably trained and ran more, but I actually entered more events now than I did then. And it's just part of my discipline. It's, it's, it's part of who I am. And, and, I want to talk about the connection for myself and maybe some people, excuse me, I know a lot of people that I network with, that I talk to, that I connect with, that they understand this. If you live in this world, which is the connection to outdoors, training, running, you know, hey, I go to a gym. I use it as necessary. I used to use a gym a lot when I was younger. Now I only use it as needed on very cold or uh, uh, bad weather days. And for people who don't understand this, who don't implement these methods and discipline in their life, I don't think they understand the connection with uh, being in solitude, training outdoors. It doesn't always have to be perfect weather, running, biking, whatever it is, and how it tames and how you can keep control of depression and anxiety and what it has done in my life. So I I, I had thought about what I had planned for my podcast originally, looking over all my material and uh, writing it down and going over my notes and different things like that. And I said, you know, I'm going to, as I've said in, you know, my previous podcast, I, you know, this is only the third episode and you will hear a lot going forward, which is, uh, I'm not obsessed with working out. Maybe some people think that and Hey, you know, you know, if you think that, then I guess it's still a compliment. I do not eat, live and breathe training. I don't walk around with green shit in my cup all the time in a plender blender telling people to drink protein shakes and and uh, uh, slapping food out of their hand. Matter of fact, I probably could eat a lot. Matter of fact, I know I could eat a lot better. I like to drink beer. Hell, yeah, this is still an audio format podcast. Hell, I'm drinking a beer right now. And if anybody's seen my videos before I go, I went to and uh, uh, transferred to this platform, you would know that I'm usually drinking a beer, water, or coffee. Depending on what time of day it is, it that varies. If it's the end of the day and all of my duties are done, and depending on what I'm training for or not training for, I will be having a beer. If it's in the morning, a lot of times it's coffee or a, uh, whatever concoction I have made in the morning. Or, you know, um, I try to get my water intake real high most of the time, especially when I'm doing a lot of long runs. <clears throat> but uh, I think a lot of people overthink stuff. I'm not obsessed with it. It doesn't rule my life. But as I've mentioned before, and anyone that knows me or the for the ones who don't know, I've consistently did some type of sport or working out for over 35 years of my life. 
I can't remember a time of missing even more than six months. There might have been time where I was slacking. I might have just been maintaining. I might have been uh, going for a leaner, which is what I'm doing right now. Uh, Depending on what phase of life and what I was doing at the time depends on what kind of training I was doing. And uh, I try to sell people a lot on the fact of being able to do these things alone. Because even if you have somebody to hold you accountable, now that's separate if you have a personal trainer or somebody training you. I've been off and on personal training for years and helping people as well. And uh, that's a different content of what I'll be talking about that later. But you can't hold nobody's hand and make them do it all the time. You... you can hold people accountable while you're there, just like anything. But what happens when you're not there? And, uh, you know, I had the I had a half marathon yesterday, and I, I had on my mind, while, actually, this is one of the things I'm talking about. While I was doing that run, exactly how I was going to do this. Today, I'm kind of freestyling it because, as I mentioned, anyone that keeps up with any of my content on social media, we are headed to Florida in less than 48 hours. Wednesday morning we'll be leaving. I'll be headed to the PodFest event down there. The podcast event is what it is. I am super stoked about that. I have no expectations. I think it is going to be a great learning experience. I think it is going to, I'm going to gain some tools from that. Who knows who I'll meet there. Either way, it's an investment. So uh, me and the Mamacita, we'll be driving down there leaving Wednesday morning. And we will be down there till I guess we'll get there really late. Wednesday night, early Thursday morning in Orlando, Florida, and we will be leaving to come back Monday, so we won't be back till Monday night or Tuesday. First time ever for this, just got my podcast rolled out and uh, on this format, and I'm a blessed to be, a, be able to be a part of that. And uh, again, no expectations. I mean, you, you, you don't have to meet a lot of people, you just have to meet the right people. Same thing with our circles, the same thing with our friends, the same thing with our networking, the same thing with our connections. It doesn't matter who it is, it matters how valuable they are. It doesn't how many, again, quality over quantity. <clears throat> so I had already had this on my mind, and I've I, I talked to anybody that has regular interaction with me, knows how important working out and training is to me. And... um I just want to see if I can, I'll try to keep this as, let me see, uh, uh, condensed as possible. As I said, I haven't entered nearly the events, uh, races, anything in my life. Anybody that knows, knows I've been doing Spartan races for about seven or eight years off and on. I would probably say I've done somewhere between seven to nine of those different ones, whether it they have different categories depending on the, the the mileage and the curriculum of the course, the the way it's set up. You know, if it's a Spartan sprint, it's it's uh, three plus miles plus how many ever obstacles. The super is like eight plus miles, so many obstacles. Uh, the beast is uh, thirteen plus miles, so many obstacles. Whatever it is, and the same thing like with a half marathon, which is thirteen point one miles. A marathon is twenty six point two. Ten k is six miles. Five k is three miles. Different things like that. So 
let me back up a little bit. When I was a teenager, especially up to about my late 20s, I was really into weightlifting. Again, from an average man's perspective, you know, I would have to say an amateur division, <laughs> which was if you played high school football in Texas, uh, you know, or in, in, from that point, or you played any kind of college or semi-pro or anything like that, you know that it's about getting bulky, it's about getting big, it's about being stronger, it's about being fast. So I think a lot of us who either didn't play after high school or we dabbled maybe into, hey, I'm going to go try out, walk on for a junior college or I'm going to go try out for the semi-pro team or whatever it was. That mentality, being a younger man, is I think a lot of us still, at that point, I know for myself, we still applied those same methods to our life with working out. And thought, every guy wants to be big swole. Every guy wants to be jacked. And at that time, a lot of us did. And that's the way we worked out. And I work out, I want to make this clear because I say this a lot. I work out significantly different than that now. And that is not what I go for. And I haven't did that in a long time. And the benefits for myself, for training the way I do now, Long, I never thought I would be a distance runner. And let me let me say this as well. I'm not good at it. Matter of fact, I'm not even, I'm maybe barely above average. I've told a few people this lately. I'm okay at a bunch of shit. I'm not great at nothing. And I'm okay with that. Because everything that makes me me, whether it's my brand, whether it's my, my training, whether it's um, the way I structure my life, it requires me, like I said, to be multi-layered and multifunctional. I need to be okay at a bunch of shit. I don't have to be great at one thing. Maybe some people think that way, and that's cool. I, there's things like this I wish I would have started when I was younger. But then again, there's a lot of things that we wish we would have started when we were younger. But we're doing it now. You can either do it or not do it. If you think it's too late, if you think you're too old, if you... Find the excuse or you look for one. If you look for one, there will always be one there. And, I mean, I, I could go on and on about this. Just like I can a lot of subjects because I'm passionate about it, because I believe in it. Which is, I don't really think I found my focus and really got in my zone and really managed my thinking, uh, my life, uh, help me with stop procrastination so much, help me structure things, or another thing it helps me do, it helps me organize things, until I started really running, so this is how I got into running, I would, I'm going to say, I may be a little bit off on this, maybe somewhere between 2001, 2002, I was a pretty reasonable heavy weightlifter for my size and for a guy who, at the time, I did not want to take steroids. I did not want to take any artificial substance. I took some over-the-counter GNC shit and took a lot of protein back then. I had people come and ask me if I did. At that time, you know, I was always, anybody that knows, I still do the same thing. Now, I fluctuate with my weight a lot. Uh, 
then it was a lot of eating, a lot of fucking meals, a lot of calories, and cardio was the fucking devil. You don't do cardio if you're wanting to bulk up. And I stayed as far away from it as I could in school, from all through junior high, high school, as long as I was in sports. I was a sprinter. Uh, If it was anything over a quarter, which is 400 meters, I wasn't doing it. I didn't want to run over a mile. I didn't want to. I I could gain weight, but I would lose it really quickly. So I walked around with some kind of food in my hand all the time. And probably about, like I said, 2001, 2002, I blew out my chest. Left pectoral. If you've ever seen a pec tear, you know what kind of damage it does. If you haven't, I encourage you to look up a pec tear on YouTube or Google it. And look what it does. At that time... For whatever hard-headed reason, I didn't do it, and that's often how I've been my whole life, sometimes not being intentional neglectful. Uh, I I don't know. Again, like I said, I, there was people, just like with this, way ahead of me, and there was people who weren't. I mean, it's kind of like being wherever you fall in the... Wherever you fall in at, you know that no matter what you're doing, there's people that are going to be better. There's people that are going to be... Uh, stronger people are going to be faster people are going to be better looking and that's just part of it that's the reason you hear me you'll hear me preach a lot about being in competition with yourself and not other people but nevertheless at that time i was close to i guess for for my size i was a little over 400 pound lifter on a, a bench press and things like that i was always in that kind of mode and that particular day i had i don't know a little over 300 pounds i might have been 340 350 and not trying to bore y'all with that, but that particular day, my shoulder popped out of joint and I tore my whole left pec. And uh, at the time where I was at, where I was working out at, uh, the hospital was closed and I had reasonable insurance at the time. And for whatever reason, I don't think that I really understood the magnitude of the injury. So I decided to drive home. I, w- I was in a lot of pretty severe pain. I woke up and I had, I could see the blood bruised inside in my left chest. And uh, back then we didn't have smart. I think I probably barely had my second cell phone, which was a flip phone, Nokia, Sprint, whatever it was. We didn't take the pictures we do now. We didn't have that. That stuff was not that accessible. And we didn't have the technology we had now. Even that was almost 20 years ago. And the, so many people don't understand how rapidly that has changed since then. And uh, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't know how bad it was. And the next morning I woke up and I had more bruising down my arm and down my chest. By the end of the day, it was covered. My whole left arm was all the way down my side, going up my chest and neck. Went to the got doctor's appointment schedule, went in and seen the doctor. And uh, pretty much he told me, you blew out your left pec. You need to get an MRI done, this, this, and that. Looks like you lost about four or five pints of blood in there. Your left chest pec muscle is totally detached from your bicep. I didn't have too much weight on, I thought. He told me there's two ways that happened. It's either steroid use or overtraining. I said, well, I've never took that in my life. He goes, possibly, you should, how, how, how old were you when you started working out? I told him. And I said, I've been working out hard for years, and I try to keep it natural. He said, you know, you've been lifting a lot of weight since you were really young. So 
you've probably been overtraining for years and where there was 140 or 400 pounds, it was going to snap. And that day it snapped. Well, I need to pay, long story short, I need to pay my deductible, whatever it was for the insurance. And not understanding or not listening, whatever, at the time, I was probably 27, 28 years old, somewhere in there, 26 to 28. I said, okay, I'll come back this week when I my, my check's deposited or I get paid, whatever. And I'll, I got half my deductible, I'll pay the rest. I ended up waiting like three or four days, came back to the doctor, and he, I went over to see the people to schedule my MRI, and this is kind of gray and uh, maybe I don't remember it as clearly as I did back then. It's been almost 20 years, which my understanding was I waited too long. And the doctor got on to me, my family doctor, and said, you should have told me I would have made sure and you got it scheduled. I said, they told me to come back. No, that's what it was. They told me to come back because I didn't have all the money for my deductible. So I said, okay, when I get paid this week, I'll be back. He goes, you should have came and told me. And I said, why? I have it today. And he said, well, you only got hours to get that repaired. You should have been in surgery like within 24 hours. Something like that. At that time, I was probably carrying about 25, 30 more pounds of body weight than I am right now. And probably less fat than I have right now. I didn't want to run. I didn't like cardio. If I wasn't doing sprints, I didn't want to do anything but lift weights and eat. So the reason I did that, because I would lose weight so rapidly. All I have to do is get stressed out of work too much. Now, I, I, I could shed 20 pounds in a matter of a month. Some people think that that's an advantage, and sometimes it's not. Uh, again, I was a lot younger as well, though. So at that point, I started getting in. I started running to keep a little bit of weight off. I was worried about that turning into fat, and I didn't like it. I was like, I started out with a mile or two, and over the years, it probably was within a few months. I started realizing how much I really liked it. So then I went. The opposite, total opposite end of the spectrum. For the next few years, and again, I'm just just hitting some, some uh, trying to give it to you in the condensed version, which is hard for me. Anybody knows that. <laughs> I like to be very detailed, very descriptive. I like to answer any questions that I possibly can, anybody has, and be very deliberate with that so there's no misunderstanding. You know, I can tell people, we're fucking adults. Don't beat around the bush. Say what you're going to say. And, uh, I got really lean. I got really, you know, I got super cut, but I got, maybe I lost a little, I, I stayed too thin for a while. And um, the people around me that I was around at the time were running. At the time, the job I had, you've heard me mention before, 20 plus years, it had a built-in gym, which was a nice resource to have available. So I usually went in one, one break a day, four or five days a week, got my little weightlifting in. Tried to get away from the heavy weightlifting at that time, but got my weights in. And then every day off, or most days off, I ran, which was usually three or four days a week. And I, I, I'm i going to jump ahead a little bit, then I'll go back. Let, let me explain this to y'all. I didn't understand the benefits of running and being alone in solitude. In biking, I love biking too, but I like running more until later in life. I had been running for years before I really understood why I wanted to get away by myself. And run. And you know, at the time I was going through different, when I was, I was in a different place in life, mentally, family, uh, uh, just a different time. We're, you know, we're, 
sometimes we have to reflect back on the person we were and the life we were living. And it seems like yesterday and it seems like you don't even know that person. So at the time, a lot of times running was my getaway and I, I needed it. My two oldest kids were, were a lot younger then. And, and uh, I had a totally different job, totally different career, totally different life. Uh, people were here that's not here anymore. My kids are grown. They're 24 and 27 now. So uh, I think I thought I was doing it because I wanted to get lean. And, and, and I liked jamming that on my music. I liked uh, being by myself. I didn't like nobody interrupting me. And that's something else I want to talk about a little bit in this podcast and later podcast about people who, when you lift a lot of weights, particular heavy weights, you need a spotter. And I think that I have so used to being around people from playing organized sports or, or, you know, whether it's in school or people who played at the high school level, college level, or for the for the small percentage of people who played at the pro level, you have to be a teammate. Or if you're just on your local softball team at your job. And I, I honestly, man, I wouldn't replace my time in the things I – I did with my teammates, even if it didn't go much past high school. Uh, it taught me so much discipline, the coaches I had. Uh, I still love a lot of them today, especially for a lot of us that didn't have fathers around much or or male role models at all. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of us. Those men were our mentors. They were our role models. And uh even if some of us went off path for a while in life and, and uh, made some mistakes and corrected them and didn't carry too far into our adult life, or even if they did, uh, for me, it didn't carry into my adult life very far. I feel like uh, I, if it wasn't for those men and, and those coaches we had, uh, they they held us to a higher standard and, and they disciplined us, which it seems like, and that, that, again, that'll be, that's something else that'll be another podcast. It doesn't seem like they're doing much of that nowadays. And I think that has a lot to do with not only the school system, but I think it has a lot to do with the parents. This is Savage Minds Podcast, yes, and we are not savaging the kids to fuck up. We're not. We know we're not. Uh, we talk about the kids, and you'll hear me say this a lot, which is the kids have a change, the parents change. And I have felt guilty of that in the past, and I didn't know I was doing that. But there ain't nobody in my life I've ever tried to make soft. But uh, I think the as I got older, I realized I, I I never really cared for team sports. I liked individual. I didn't look. I don't like nobody counting on me, and I don't like counting on them. I have no expectations. I like doing my own thing. That's why another reason I tell people be careful about couples training together. Look, let, let's just, let's just say something that a lot of people. I'm going to say a lot of things on this podcast consistently. Every podcast, mostly every podcast that you will hear, there will be something that will hit a nerve with somebody. That's the fucking point that you know is true that nobody just said it or. Not enough people said it. Most couples have totally different training needs. It's like this guy and this this man and this son I used to see at the gym years ago. He had good intentions. But this, this dad had this boy working out totally wrong because he thought he needed to train him. And I didn't want to say nothing, but he eventually got the boy hurt. Or another guy I tried to help out a few years ago who... He needed to lose weight 
and he needed to get healthy. He needed to get some of that pressure off his joints, but he wanted, he didn't want to lose strength. So he continued to go in there and lift heavy, you know, and he, he didn't want to, he came to me. I gave him some tips. I wrote him work. I even tried to train him for a while, but he wouldn't get away from that. So now he's, you know, again, I haven't seen a guy in six or seven years. Probably was 400 pounds last time I seen him because he kept gaining bulk. And when you gain that kind of bulk, you got to be able to maintain it, and very few can. Well, it's the same thing with a couple. If you're trying to work out with your children, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, whatever motivates them, whatever whatever keeps them going, whatever keeps them active. Because if usually if you're like that as a young person or a kid, you'll be like that as an adult. Whether it's trying to train your kids and you don't have or coaching your kids and you don't have no business doing it, or if it's working out with your partner or spouse and you don't have no business doing it. If you're doing this, if 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 you're on in the same ballpark of goals, then it might help. But let's just be honest. A lot of couples go to the gym together so the other one can watch the other one. And you call it couple goals. But really, you just don't want the other one there without the other one. So you... Either one or both of you are jealous. Again, it's not the case every time. But let's take me and my mama Sita, for instance. She works out. She stays fit. She is sexy. She is attractive to me. And I think that most people see her would think that. Again, that's. I I, I think that that's, that's not just because I love her very much. I think that other people would think that as well. But she wants to stay fit. She's not trying to do fucking... 15, 20 mile fucking Spartan obstacle races and getting your ass handed to you and losing five or six pounds during the race. Through fucking mud, through fucking cold water, carrying shit, getting beat up, getting bruised. Some people leave out of there on stretchers, whatever it is. She's not trying to do that shit. She's trying to go work out and stay fit and do what she likes to do. She has no fucking desire to. If she did, I'd be 100% about it. I don't try to force her to do it. I don't try to. I'm encouraging for what she thinks she needs and what she likes to do. If she wanted to do it, I'd be happy to to be on board and support her just like she does me. But we have no, me understand this. Occasionally we'll land on the trail together, but we have no fucking business working out together. Even if I work out with other people. No, excuse me. Let me rephrase it. I don't work out with other people. If people want to go to the trail or they want to go to the park or they say, hey, can I catch on or can I go with you? Occasionally, we'll land at the gym together. We do our own thing. Don't bother me. I'm not going to bother you. If you go to the trail with me, look, I don't want to. There's people I can't keep up with, but I don't want to keep up with nobody else. And people feel obligated to do that. They'll say things like, you don't want me to do as good as you. You don't want to you don't want to help me. You don't want to encourage me. No, I make it fucking clear. I don't have training partners. They're a distraction to me. You might slow me down. I might slow you down. You go do your own thing. You can stay out here as long as you want to. Just don't bother me. And I think that more people need to understand the power in that. And that's what I'm going to get to next. The alone time. I didn't understand how valuable that alone time was. Only runners will understand this. Like I said, no... We're barely even amateurs here. I love doing it. I have ran thousands of miles. And I'm only a little above average. And I'm okay with that. But I don't focus just on running. 
For example, when I was doing my Spartan races, I'd said two Spartan races back last October. I focused a lot on my obstacles. So I got my strength up. I got my pull-ups in order. I one if you do Spartan races, I got my burpees in order. And if you ain't if you haven't done a burpee, I recommend you do one if you want to get in shape. There's a reason that is the only thing implemented in Spartan races. For every obstacle you don't do or you can't do, it's 30 burpees. They are the fucking devil. Why? Because they're effective. I got really good at burpees. Lately, when I had this, I knew I had this half marathon coming up, I didn't do any burpees. I concentrated on the cardio and the running part. Then I needed to get real good at obstacles. But I've been doing it long enough, I know how to switch gears for what's necessary at that time. But over the years when I started running, man, I, I didn't really discover this till later. I started realizing, and this is the gospel. I live by this. I started realizing how much it controlled my temperament. How much it can. I, I, I realized this is this is huge, folks. Please listen to this for those of you suffering from this. I honestly li- believe and live by the fact that it, I have real bad anxiety. And it got worse the older I got, especially after age 30. Now, I have dissected some things later in life that I realized also contributed to that. There are certain things that went on and and, and there's certain things that possibly could be going on in your family. There's things that could be happening. Maybe you're going through a, you could go through a divorce. Maybe it's a, a, a problem with a family, like a family member. Uh, maybe you're going through financial problems. Maybe you're going through job loss. Maybe you're going through all of that shit at fucking one time. And believe me, other podcasts, I will dive deep into that. I've been through all of that shit and more. Again, no drug addiction, but if you name it, like I said, fucking financial problems, fucking relationship problems, splitting up, fucking divorce, fucking uh, addiction problems in the family outside of myself, work problems, you name it. And sometimes it just don't come... Hey, I'm gonna let you get done with your relationship problems, then I'll give you your relation your your financial problems. Sometimes it's every fucking thing at once because they're all connected. It's a domino effect. Kind of like I say a lot, uh tell people, which is if you pick the wrong partner in life, usually you'll pick the wrong job soon after that. You won't think it's a wrong job because you might even think it pays good. You pick one, the other one soon to follow, then everything else happens. Then what happens is you just Kind of for you kind of settled, then you're too far in, so you try to force it. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. And anybody that hears this, you know it's true. Um, it's 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 you figure, fuck it. I got kids now. I got fucking debt, and uh, so I gotta try to fucking make it work, man. And so you know, you do. We do that, and you wake up, and decades have passed. If not your whole life, but uh, I think that for me. I, I I really, and this was probably after, shit, seven, ten years of running. I've been running almost 20 years right now, distance. Uh, like I said, probably about 17, 18 years. And I realized how much it controlled my anxiety. Um, they tried to put me on anxiety medicine. I wouldn't take it. They tried to put me on antidepressants. I wouldn't take it. I'm scared to death of pills. I've seen what it do what it does to people, what it does to families. And it seems like a large part of society doesn't like to acknowledge the opioid and, and, and problem with that. You know, they, they'll talk about meth. They'll talk about 
other drugs, you know, uh, alcohol problems. They, that's the biggest epidemic there is right now. And people are really aware of it, but I think they fucking water it down and dilute it and downplay it like it's not the problem it is. Y'all all fucking know it's true. Let me tell you something. Just because you don't get, just because you get a fucking prescription from the doctor doesn't mean it's fucking okay. You need to really do your homework on big pharmaceutical companies, doctors, insurance company, and how all this shit works. Again, for another podcast. <clears throat> I realized my anxiety got real bad after a certain, uh, I, I spend a lot of time in my own head. And I spend a lot of time in my own head so I can keep other people and other things out. I feel like I had a lot more of these awakening awakenings after age 35 and especially hardcore after age 40. Uh, I started realizing that being outside, I, I prefer beautiful days. But if not, just a just an average day outside alone in my study material or my favorite fucking music. And it may be a list of shit. Couple of hour, a couple of hours worth of my favorite tunes, and just away from everybody, it is fucking huge, folks. And some of you don't understand because you've never done it. <clears throat> and let me tell you why. It's good when families go for walks together. Family goes for runs together. They take the bikes. I've did all that shit too. My first family and now. But you need your time. One misconception is that you give up, we give up everything for our loved ones. We give up everything for our children, even our fucking time. And that is probably going to raise the hair on your back on this one. That's anything, that's incorrect. You have to take care of yourself first because when we don't take care of ourselves first, we're not good for other people. And I started realizing that running really controlled my anxiety. Biking's okay. And just a little rule of thumb. If you bike people, you need to do twice as much biking as you do running. Example, if you run two miles and you think it burns the same as two miles on the bike, it's still better you did two miles on the bike than not do it, but you need to do four to get the same benefit at the same pace. Just a little side note. Uh, I started realizing that my, my thoughts were organized so much better, that I was more calm, that I had more energy and that I could control so many things better. Sometimes I really couldn't. My thoughts were so sporadic and I was so all over the place. Then one time somebody, they even tried to give me some other medicine for some, uh, if I went and took everything they ever tried to prescribe me, I'd probably be all fucked up right now. And the reason being is because people will often take the prescription first before they'll go put in the work. Your answer's out your answer is outside, folks, and it's through fucking physical and mental training, and it's through discipline, unless you get yourself in a position where you already become dependent on that stuff, and then sometimes it's often too late. You've already became dependent on it. You've already fucked yourself by doing that. If you can get a gr- grasp on it and get out there and start training, yes, it's going to be fucking difficult at first. It's not supposed to be fucking easy. To make people understand when you haven't worked out for a long time or you haven't trained. See, when people hear discipline, they think it's fucking bad. They think it's a bad thing. They don't understand it's more freedom. They don't understand it's got so many benefits. 
for example, if you haven't did it for did it for a long time or never done it, you're just fucking. You're it's in your mind, and you're just dreading fucking getting started. And that's why most people don't, and that's why most people make unrealistic New Year's resolutions too. I don't make New Year's resolutions. It's bullshit. It's a waste of time. Happiness and joy is consistent, constant improving anything. It's it's improvement of our life, improvement of ourself. If we improve ourselves, then the relationships and other people around us improve. Giving your life up for a fucking job, giving your life up for somebody else, and totally running yourself in the ground, how can you be your best for any of your loved ones? I don't think a lot of people I didn't I don't think I understood that when I was younger either. I gave up this. I sacrificed. And I'm all about sacrifice. Y'all hear me talk about that a lot. But how can you be at your best when you totally let your physical and mental health go and you don't take time for yourself? To me, it is fucking mandatory. And I make it clear, people are not invited to go with me. If it's a leisure and I'm caught up on that for the week or however, whatever I'm doing at that time, everybody's welcome to go. Hey, do your own thing. I'll catch up with you in a little bit. People aren't spending enough time alone in their head. And you know why they don't? You know why we don't? It's because you don't really want to have to think about the shit you don't want to think about. You don't really want to have to deal with it. If you have, This is why people want to be occupied all the time. This is why people want to be entertained all the time. I don't have to think about it. It's too painful. I don't want to deal with it. Well, the, your life is the way it is because you're not fucking dealing with it. Again, the only fucking thing that is the fucking truth is action. And you got to deal with the shit that you don't want to deal with. And that requires self-reflection and fucking being honest with yourself. And you will do that if you spend time alone. People Sometimes people are there just take up this. They're there to take up space. This goes hand in hand with people who are relationship junkies. They're in... You see them, it's fucking one relationship after another. It's it's either with the same person over and over, off and on relationship, or with a similar person like that. They don't, really deep down, they do not want to be alone in their head. Once you understand the benefits of it, and once you understand how to, to tame it and control it and embrace it, you invite being in your own head. Because you realize the fucking strength and the advantages that come along with that. So, back to that, which is, um, I started realizing how, let me say this as well. Working out any time of the day, whatever you do, if you're a person that goes at fucking 3 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 10 o'clock at night, just get it done. As I said, I'm not obsessed with it, but it's a very, very important part, not only of my life, but my brand and what I'm about, my business. It is because it goes hand in hand. You can't be a fucking savage by being fucking lazy. You can't. Like I said, you usually can find lazy people together. You usually can find excuse makers together. You usually can find fucking people who are addicted together. And when it's just, it's it, everything you usually can, you don't find fucking lazy people who live off the government hanging around fucking workers. You don't hang around people who are fucking clean, who've never did drugs or gotten clean around fucking addicts, unless they're trying to help them out. And they got to be careful with that because they might relapse. 
You know, I love my beard. There's no secret about that. So let me let me dive into this. One, I figured out that liquor set my anxiety off. Every time I either had a hangover or maybe I didn't, it really, it tried to put me on blood pressure medicine as well. So far, I've kept that at bay, but I haven't got it. I, I, I needed some more extensive physicals, but I think you don't take the, if you're borderline anything, I don't think you take the pill first. I think the answer is outdoors. I think the answer is in your head. I think the answer is getting your ass up and getting disciplined about it. We gravitate towards comfort. That way we don't have to deal with stuff. Some people it's eating. Some people it's addiction. Some people it's sex. Some people it's beers. Some people it's whatever it is. I love my beer. But it's 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 earned. It's you don't for me, you don't do that until your duties are done for the day. So a handful of years, I also gave up liquor. I really didn't care for it anyway. I realized it shot my blood pressure through the roof, and I realized it made my anxiety bad. Another thing I realized is how much running benefited that. Let's say I haven't ran in a handful of days, or maybe three or four, and I realize, I, I, I'll notice, even if I've got some things kind of in order, I'll realize how I feel like something's not right. And that goes back to the people that haven't worked out or maybe never have. And you feel like so many things. You, you, you Go talk to a psychologist. Some of these things you hear, go talk to a psychologist. It Working out is not going to solve every problem, but it's going to help affect. It's going to affect. It's going to help your mood. It's going to help your confidence. Just fucking getting started. I think with most people, Getting started is what's they see. It seems either you know, hey, I don't want to go to a gym because I don't want people to see me. Well, if you know, if you don't, if you can't have somebody that can come to your house and train you or help you, then you're gonna fucking let that stop you. You're always gonna let that stop you. If you haven't did it in a long time or ne- or never even started the process, then it's fucking real difficult, and it's gonna be fucking some suffering for a while. It's gonna be fucking tough because it's so fucking supposed to be. Don't y'all understand that? Anything worth it's not going to be fucking easy. But down the road, you will understand that you will crave it. That for what you, this is not just speaking for myself. I think I'm speaking for a lot of people. You will understand and feel like, oh shit, I didn't get my workout today. I'm not going to have that great feeling. My mood's not going to be better. I feel like unless I plan to take that day off or I'm too exhausted from something else I've done, Or like yesterday I got done with the half marathon. I knew I wasn't working out today. I'll do something really light tomorrow. I know I'm going to take a handful of days off from running. That's planned because I earned it. But because before the half marathon, 10 days before that, I had one 10-mile run and one 14-mile run that I did voluntarily myself. So I'm not, hey, I'm fucking done. I'm going to kick back for two weeks. No, I'm going to take a couple days to recover and regroup. Figure out what I'm going to do. Restructure next. Let my body rest up. Let my body heal. Then I'm going to get fucking back after it. There's no fucking time to sit around and relax and get comfortable. That's a problem with everybody now. It's too much fucking time and comfort. Too much time and fucking reward and not enough fucking time and discipline. So, you know, I know that I'll get off of here and I'll think about things that I should have added. When I was younger, I think it was more about looks. I think it was more about build. No, I'm going to... I mean, I want to get my arms this way, or I want my chest to look good, or I want to get a six-pack, I want to get, 
It, it was a lot that. That's you know, it's that was the mentality. I can't say I do one workout even thinking about that shit now. However I look is however I look. And I feel fairly confident, not cocky. I feel confident as in, hey, man, I'm happy with the way I look. There's a few things I would change. But when I get ready to start my workout, I don't even think about that. I think it's at this age and at this point in life, it's way more about the psychological and the mental benefits of it than it is the physical. The physical is just a byproduct. It, it, it's kind of like pursuing your passions for your career, your passions Pursuing your purpose and passion and doing it for a lot of the things I do now. This, the podcast, and a number of different things that that fit together with my brand. If you love it and you work your ass off and stay consistent and don't stop and don't give up, the money will come. Doesn't mean you'll ever be rich by society standards. But if you can make a living at it, that's still successful to me. You can either make a living at something you fucking hate or you can make a living at something you love. And I didn't do that when I was young enough either, but I'm doing it now. I didn't say how much I was going to make. I said I just want to make a living at it because it's a lot less stressful and it's a lot more rewarding. Just knowing that you help change one person, that you live your life through action and that you help you help inspire someone else for whatever it is. But I started really understanding that, hey, man, I really got to get this done. Because for me, I'm a morning workout guy. Again, I'm not a 3 or 4 a.m. workout guy. I'm more of a get up at 6 and work out about 9. But sometimes it's earlier, sometimes it's later, depending on what I'm doing. But it's necessary I get it done. I've missed things. I've rescheduled things just so I can get this done. Because if you make the excuse that you don't have time... I'm sorry, man. Everybody's got time for a 20 or 30 minute workout. When I'm on the road, I take a set of dumbbells with me everywhere I go. Some days I use them, some days I don't. Depends on how far. Hey, man, you don't have to do nothing to drop and do some push-ups. Hey, you know, if you got the right clothing on, you can drop and do burpees. I mean, you can. there's things you can take a pull-up bar with you anywhere you go. You can do some jumping jacks. You can do uh, fucking air squats. With no weight, there's always a way to get something done. You just rather do things that are comfortable. You'd rather watch fucking TV. You'd rather fucking eat. You'd rather fucking we look. I spend time on social media too. You'd rather get on social media. You'd rather watch fucking Netflix. You'd rather watch fucking dumb shit on YouTube. So don't fucking be jealous of anybody when you're not fucking putting in the work and getting it done. It's just the truth. But I really want to stress. People out there suffering from depression and anxiety. Depression's caused a lot from living in the past. Anxiety's a lot for the anticipation of the future. And for me, it's I've never really battled depression that much. I don't give myself time to set her. I don't I don't live in the past. But anxiety has, has been a deal for me and it has a lot to do. I feel like that Any kind of work, some kind of working out is better than no workouts. But I feel like that alone solitude, running or biking, I feel like if y'all haven't done it, I really recommend it, folks. It is a, uh, it is really, it, it is really beneficial to me. I had done it for years before I really understood the benefits of it, and uh, I just did it because who I was. Now it's second nature to me, and uh, 
Man, I got Florida coming up, and uh, it's a podcast event. I'm on grain some. Hopefully, no, I know I will have some great networking opportunities, gain some tools. There's going to be some workshops there. We're heading out, and uh, you never know. Hey, I may do another one while I'm there. I may do another one before this week's over. I'm trying to keep this uh, one every seven to fourteen days right now till we go to video format. And I just want to tell people, man, we're fishing a spring forward. I think you should get out there. If you if you can't if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. Whatever you got to do to improve your life, to improve your mental and physical health. Uh, I'm no expert at any of it, and I I think I just like getting after and getting it done, man. Uh, I'm gonna spend a few days regrouping. Uh, we're gonna it's gonna be a somewhat of a little vacation. It's a little getaway for us. I wouldn't call it a vac- vacation, but it's my first time in Orlando. Uh, so me and the mama Sita is gonna be down there. She's my left arm. She's my best friend, and uh. I'm going to come back with some valuable tools and this podcast should be uh, moving forward and should, it's going to be moving forward. It's going to be a lot of great things and it's going to be going, you know, we'll have the video format as well. I'll probably be doing them on both platforms. So I'm going to be super busy and I'm going to be seeing what races I'm going to do next. So in a nutshell, uh, for me, again, let me stress this folks before I go quit competing with other people. Do not compete with other people. People that are insecure and jealous make everyone the competition. And when they when they can't compete against you, they find try to find other people to compete against you. Compete against yourself. I went out yesterday and I made my goal barely by two minutes. It wasn't for nobody else. I got in my head. I zoned out. I had my tunes on. And no, I'm gonna do some more follow up videos as 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 I'm doing races, as I'm doing events, and later on we'll. We'll do podcast live from there. This is where we're at right now. And uh I just want to tell people, man, we got about five or six days. If you live in the when you live in the United States and uh you know, I live in Texas, wherever you live at, man, we're fishing to get some daylight back. And uh you know, the the highest the the places that have the highest rainfall and they're the coldest, ironically, they have the highest depression and suicide rate. Take advantage of the life you have. Take advantage of the time you have. Quit taking time and people for granted. We are not promised tomorrow. Hey, the guy that maybe the person, excuse me, that maybe loses loose of their use of their legs later says, "I always want to run, but it's too late." The person that didn't uh, appreciate the beauty in the world and the beauty in somebody maybe can't see anymore. We take these things for granted. We all do it. Some of us more than others, though. Go out. Fucking take action on your life and get it done. It doesn't matter how small or how slow you start. It just matters that you fucking get started. You know what, man? Hey, I feel great. 48 hours less. We're going to be in Florida. I am sore, but people that live in this world and do these things, understand what this sore means. It feels fucking great. And uh, I'm going to drink me a couple of more beers. I think I'm going to watch a music doc, finish watching my uh, ZZ Top music documentary. And uh, I'm going to get some sleep and get my last day of work done tomorrow. And we're going to get on the road. Hey, folks, fucking have gratitude. Stay humble and live fucking savage. Tell everybody that you love them, that if you do every day, be nice to many people as you can. You don't have to take shit from anybody. Love y'all.